and we are back how's it going everyone welcome back to hawk sense halloween edition so last week we had a little bit of a dilemma i was debating on whether or not to do a halloween episode or to talk about the eternals now obviously today we are doing the halloween special but you will still be getting the eternals episode but it will drop on the same day the eternals movie does and then the next week after that will also be my review of the eternals so you guys will be getting eternals back to back but i'll try to make them good and interesting so you guys don't get bored out of your minds but in today's episode we will be talking about some great halloween comic book characters and stories but before we get started make sure you guys go and follow my twitter at hawksense13 no hyphen and tweet me what you are being for Halloween, and who your favorite slasher is. Me and my girlfriend are going as Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf, and my favorite slasher, even though this little redhead traumatized me as a child, to the point where I'm still scared of him at 19 years old, Chucky is just so interesting and is one of my favorite slashers, even though he actually like he actually still scares me. Uh, but let's get right into the comic book characters and stories. So the first spooky story we're going to get into is Marvel's Legion of Monsters. It came out with the comic book Marvel premiere number 28. Not around spooky season, it came around February 1976, but it does contain a lot of spooky monster characters like Frankencastle, which is an undead Frankenstein version of the Punisher, Ghost Rider, Living Mummy, Manphibian, Man-Thing, Morbius the Living Vampire, which we will be getting into later, Werewolf by Night, which we will also be getting into later, and Satana Hellstrom, the daughter of the devil. Now, the Legion of Monsters first met when they squabbled over the fate of a strange creature known as the Starseed. Even as it lay dying, it tried to cure all of them of their curses, but it failed. A new Legion gathered together in the Morlock Tunnels beneath New York City, working to protect the monsters who had hidden there. When the Mole Man's Moloids brought them pieces of the Punisher's body, they put him back together in an undead form called Frankencastle. They later helped the Red Hulk expel the dark spirit of Doc Samson. Now, I am reading reading this from my marvel encyclopedia which i would 100% recommend you guys go get it's literally it's like a bible for marvel for marvel nerds but it's awesome and this comic i've read it and i just wanted to give a brief summary for for you guys and if you guys want to go read it it's awesome and it kind of explores all like the spooky monster characters that the marvel universe provides I also thought it was a good segue to get in some characters like Morbius, Werewolf by Night, and the Jack-O-Lantern. So let's talk about the Werewolf by Night. Now obviously the Werewolf is a beloved Halloween character. So many people are him for Halloween and I'm going to be a Werewolf this year for Halloween. So the Werewolf by Night is actually not too different from your own classic Werewolf. Here's a little bio that I found in my Marvel Encyclopedia of Werewolf by Night. Jack Russell's ancestor, Grigory Russoff, had the misfortune to be bitten by a female werewolf in 1795 in his home country of Transylvania. The curse eventually afflicted Jack. When he turned 18, Jack was transformed into a mindless, savage werewolf during the three nights of the full moon. The mystical beings known as the Three Who Are All gave Jack the power to change into a werewolf at will, while retaining his human mind. However, on the nights of the full moon, he still changes into a werewolf involuntarily, and his mind becomes that of the beast. On those nights, he protects others by locking himself away in an escape-proof room. Some of the powers that the werewolf by night has is that his senses of sight, hearing, and smell are as sharp as a wolf's. He can leap 18 feet into the air, run at speeds of 35 miles per hour, and is immune to any normal injury. 
The character made his first appearance in Marvel Spotlight number 2, February 1972, and honestly guys, I think Marvel did a great job of putting in such, such like a horror villain inside Marvel Comics. The next character we're going to get into is a little bit of a more scary one. We're going to be talking about the Jack-O-Lantern. Now, Jack was a bad child who disobeyed his parents and he hurt animals. One Halloween, he came to the house of the crime master who knocked him out with gas and kidnapped him. Initially, Jack was afraid of him, but he soon grew to consider him as his true father. Over time, crime master trained him to become a master assassin and to prove his allegiance to him, Jack returned to his parents and murdered them with no remorse and no mercy. After the fact, he developed his signature in which he scooped out the brains of his victims and placed a candle inside of them, giving them an appearance of a jack-o'-lantern. Jack took on the name of jack-o'-lantern and killed those who have used that name in the past. Now the jack-o'-lantern really doesn't have any superpowers, he's just kind of a master assassin. And this iteration of the character is kind of mysterious, we don't actually know who he is, all we know is that he has a deformed face, the suit he wears is very unique, and it gives him enhanced abilities, and that he is trying to kill anybody who had the name jack-o'-lantern before. And this iteration of the character made his first debut in Venom Volume 2, Book 1, in March 2011. And now let's talk about one of my favorite Marvel monsters of all time, Morbius the Living Vampire. Now notice how I'm saying living vampire. So back in the day there was this thing called the Comic Code Authority, which made every comic produced regulated by the government as to not have inappropriate or unsuitable content for young kids like sexual content, nudity, and undead figures like zombies, vampires, Frankenstein, and skeletons. Now this started in 1954 and it changed a lot over time making it a lot more lax so content creators could put more in their comics. But it just kind of disappeared around 2011 giving them full control on what they produce in their comics. So Marvel's way of putting a vampire in the comics in 1971 was to make him a living vampire. Now the Nobel Prize winning biochemist Dr. Michael Morbius found that he was dying from a rare blood disease that dissolved his blood cells. In an attempt to cure himself, Morbius combined fluids made from vampire bats with electric shock treatment. This potent combination transformed Morbius giving him the superhuman power and bloodlust of a vampire. He was not a true vampire however as he still was a mortal man. Morbius grew fangs and killed to satisfy his craving for blood, however his mind would then return to normal and he would become filled with guilt, remorse, and self-loathing. Now this character is every single power that a normal vampire does. But he is still alive, technically. He has a heart and he can die. He made his first appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man 101 in October 1971. Now, even though this is a lesser-known Spider-Man villain, that is not stopping Sony from releasing a solo film called Morbius starring Jared Leto, releasing at the end of January 2022. Now, I think from the first trailer we got back in, what, 2019 now? It was supposed to originally release in 2020, but I think it looks great. I'm very interested in the character. I really do like the character, and Jared Leto seems very passionate about the character, so I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. Also, we know that Michael Keaton's Vulture will be appearing in this movie, and we also got a leak that Venom is also going to be in this movie. Also, we will be getting a new Morbius trailer sometime in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. Now we can't talk about superheroes in Halloween without bringing up one of the greatest detective comics of all time, Batman The Long Halloween. 
Now this 13 part comic series takes place during the early days of Batman's crime fighting. The story tells of a mysterious killer named Holiday who murders people on holidays, one every month. Working with the DA Harvey Dent and Captain Jim Gordon, Batman races against the calendar as he tries to discover who Holiday is before he claims his next victim. While attempting to stop the crime war between two of Gotham's most powerful families, Moroni and Falcone, this novel also acted as a reintroduction to the DC Universe for one of Batman's most elusive foes, Calendar Man, who knows the true identity of the Holiday Killer but refuses to share this with Batman. He instead riddles and gives Batman hints from the Arkham Asylum cell. The story also ties in to the Harvey Dent transformation into Two-Phase and also includes villains such as Scarecrow, Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy, the Riddler, and the Joker. Now this is definitely one of those comic books you guys have to go and read. It definitely is one of the best DC comics that are out there right now and it does also have an animated movie that ties in with the story. We also have to talk about one of the scariest DC characters and one of my favorite DC characters, the Batman Who Laughs. This version of the Batman is considered to be Jokerized, and he originated from the Dark Multiverse. He is the team leader of the Dark Knights, and their goal was to help their master Barbados plunge the entire multiverse into complete and utter darkness. This course of action made them enemies of the Justice League, and the Batman Who Laughed traces his own origin to a different Earth which had him actually slay his own version of the Joker. After gaining the powers of Dr. Manhattan via transferring his brain into an alternate Bruce Wayne known as Batman Hat he then becomes a being of pure darkness with omnipotent power known as the darkest night now if the character already doesn't sound awesome the look of this character is probably my favorite alternate look of the batmans oh my gosh it literally looks like if the joker created a batman suit they literally nailed that he has like the weirdest and the coolest look ever and he has robins, like his robins are like little goblins and they all have like a little robin suit on and they're all held on like a chain and it looks, they look like disgustingly awesome and I would 100% check out this character if you guys haven't already done so. Here we go again everybody, we're gonna have to cut the Halloween bit a little bit short uh, because we have got some leaked news on the Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home. I apologize for cutting off the Halloween subject so quickly uh but we got the reviews for the eternals they're in and it's not looking so great uh on rotten tomatoes i know it's not the best but uh, i got a 64 percent and then on metacritic i know that's not the best site either uh 57 percent but on imdb which i use uh it has a 6.2 out of 10 now I know, I probably know the reason why this movie is doing or performing poorly. It probably do a lot better, honestly, once everybody goes to see it in theaters. These are just critics right now. But I do think, even though it is a new concept, I'm not going to sugarcoat or try to justify why it's probably going to be amazing. Um, it is new characters. And I know we can make the same argument for Shang-Chi, but that movie was amazing. But it is 10 new characters who all have different superpowers, have different personalities, have different backgrounds. It's it's so much even for a 2 hour and 37 minute time and you're also fighting a big villain. I mean, it, it. I think they bit off more than they can chew with this movie. I feel like it's going to be nice. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like I literally said, 
Venom was a 7 out of 10 a couple weeks ago, and Venom and Carnage are some of my favorite comic book characters of all time, and I gave it a 7 out of 10 because it is a 7 out of 10 and it had flaws. So I'm not even going to sugarcoat this because I do and have read the Eternal uh, the Eternals comics, but I'm not like in love with them, you know, so I'm going to give you guys my 100% review, and I just, uh, I don't know, we got to talk about some Spider-Man No Way Home stuff, so we'll talk about that more later. But we got way too much Spider-Man No Way Home news to be upset about critic reviews on the Eternals, guys. Let's get into it. So if you guys don't know, this month's issue of Empire is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. And they released a lot of juicy details and some juicy photos in the magazine that were leaked. Uh, I'm not sure when this magazine's coming out, but uh, it's supposed to be nuts. Uh, we already got some pictures. Um... There's this one picture of Doc Ock on the bridge. He looks like he's about to throw a car at Spider-Man in the Iron Spider suit. And then on that same scene looks like a picture of Doc Ock strangling Spider-Man in the Iron Spider suit. A lot of people were saying that he's going to destroy the Iron Spider suit. But then there's a picture after, which I think is after that, of his tentacles. And they look red and gold. Now, a lot of people are saying that if they... They uh, if they enhance Doc Ock's arms with Stark Tech, they're walking out of the theater. But I think it might be the nanobots from the Iron Spider suit, because it's red and gold. And in this picture of him strangling the Iron Spider suit, all I can see is the yellow and normal like he is in you know Spider Man Two. We also got a couple photos behind the scenes of of Tom Holland wearing the Spidey suit. It looks like to be the basement of the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, we got another picture of Zendaya and. Tom Holland on the bridge. A picture of Tom Holland looks like the final battle scene with his ripped up black and uh, red suit, which I absolutely love. And he has his mask off. I'm excited. Uh, Tom Holland's still denying the fact that Andrew and Toby are in the movie. When like you cannot have their main villains in this movie and have them not show up. We got the leaks already. We already know what's going on. You can't even hide it from us anymore, Tom. But uh, that's all the news we got for that. I apologize for having to cut the Halloween short. But uh, it stuff happens, man. It just happens. And supposedly we're supposed to be getting a new trailer in like two to three weeks. And honestly, I don't even care. I'm not going to waste my time like refreshing Twitter every two seconds to see if the trailer dropped. I'm going to wait if I get like a notification on my phone that it dropped. Oh, okay, awesome. Let's review it on the podcast. And that's it. But I think that about covers it for the Halloween special, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have any questions for me, feel free to follow my Twitter at HawkSense13. You can tweet me or DM me. And if you have any questions about Red Hawk Media and maybe you want to get involved, you can contact Patrick Johnson at patmjohn at iu.edu. Once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a safe Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.